great time. Uh, well, if you've just got a Bible, you can open your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 16. I want to look at two verses. And, uh, you know, today's Father's Day, and we celebrate fatherhood and fathering. And, uh, of course, we, we live in a world which has greatly eroded the role of men. And, uh, you know, the role of men has been so eroded in, uh, in, in many, many different ways. One, by the breakdown of families. Uh, two, just by media. You have a look at a, a TV program like Modern Family, and it just so misrepresents what God's design is for men and for fatherhood. And uh, so when we come to Father's Day, there's many mixed feelings about Father's Day and celebrating fatherhood. But uh, we want to uh, do what, we want to just follow what God says, which is to create honor. And uh, I want to, our, sh- uh, our theme for today is valiant man, valiant man. I was uh, in Calvaro and I was in a meeting with some men and uh, there was one man there who was leaning against the wall. He had a hoodie on and uh, he was he just looking really out of sorts and out of place, come from one of the gangs. And he was just sort of hanging around in the background there and we had an opportunity we gave to pray for different men. And, and so since we were bringing them up one at a time to pray for, eventually his turn came and I said, hey, do you want prayer? He said, okay. I said, what do you want prayer for? And as he, as he uh, stretched his hands out, I could see that there were burns all over his body. And uh, obviously, he'd been through some tremendous ordeal. And he really did look out of sorts in a very major way. And I said, What's the, what would you like me to pray for? And he said, well, I've, I've had, I had an accident, a car crash, about four years ago. And uh, someone was killed. And he said, I, I've never been able to get over what happened in that crash. And, and the pain continues to affect my body. And uh, he was obviously in tremendous distress. And so we prayed for him. And, uh, you know, most amazing thing is this, that God came, Jesus came to restore the broken image of man. You know, man was made in the image of God, but sin has broken us and damaged us. When we're separated from God, our lives become messy, and we don't reflect what God is really like. And when I looked at this man, I thought, there's someone who God loves and has his hand on, who God has destined for great things, and yet here his life is shattered, shattered by a careless evening, shattered by a traumatic accident, shattered by the memories of all that he went through, the loss, uh, the grief, the guilt, the shame that's gone with it. He was quite a shattered person. And uh, so we prayed for him, and, and I began to pray concerning the trauma he'd gone through and prayed as the Holy Ghost led. And this man had a massive deliverance. He was shocked. His whole body began to shake. He, he began to manifest. Things started to come out of him. And, uh, and, this, and he began to struggle. Uh, it took about three or four guys to hold on to him and restrain him because he became so very violent. And then after just praying for a little while and, and, and dealing with a number of things in his life, he suddenly came to a place of peace. And uh, then we finished praying for guys and and then someone said, hey, he wants to give his heart to the Lord. You're not even a Christian yet. And so the guy came up, and we prayed a prayer, got all the guys around him, and, and they all laid hands on him, and we just led him in a prayer to receive Jesus Christ. And, uh, and then and just prayed blessing on him, and then we had kind of had a cup of coffee, and everyone talked and laughed, and we went off. Uh, then I saw him that night, and when I saw him that night, I hardly recognized him. I had, I had to look at him two or three times, and I thought, that looks like the guy I prayed for today, but he looks different. It can't be the same guy because he looks too different. 
And so in the end, I went over to check and see if the burn marks are there. And sure enough, this is the guy. But he was radically transformed. His countenance was at peace. His countenance was filled with joy. It's like his face lit up and the pain had gone out of his body. And he said, I am just totally, totally different. He said, I I cannot understand what has happened to me. All I know is that my life changed today. And this is the power of Jesus Christ to transform lives. Here is a man who no doubt uh, had ideas of what he'd do with his life, but somehow went totally off the rails and became in a place where his life was in deep bondage. He's broken, shattered. But Jesus Christ stepped in to help him and restore him and make him back to what he's called him to be. And that was, first of all, the power of God came on him to set him free of the trauma and the the pain and the demonization that took place. And then secondly, Jesus transformed his heart. And so the guilt and grief that he carried, all of it left him. And I spoke to him again after the meeting, gave him a big hug, and he held on to me and hugged me. And he, he just was so different. This is the power of God to change a broken life. And so we're unashamed to share the gospel that Jesus Christ came because God loves people and came to change lives, to offer us hope. And uh, when we look at Jesus Christ, we see what a truly valiant man is. I want us to read just a couple of verses, and I want to just highlight for you, just since we're talking about the theme, valiant men, uh, I want you just to see just some qualities of what makes a man a valiant and courageous man. And uh, in the Old Testament, the Bible tells us, that before the coming of the Lord, so Jesus, it prophesied he would come uh, in many, many different parts of the Bible, and it's prophesied he will come again. And the reality is Jesus will return. But before he returns, it tells us in the last part of the Old Testament that he will send forth his spirit into the world to do a particular work, and that work is to turn the hearts of fathers to children and children to fathers. And that implies in that verse that in the last days or the end of the age, before the coming of Jesus Christ, and Jesus told of many things we'd see in the world, the wars, the famines, the earthquakes, and so on, that one thing that would be taking place is a major breakdown in family, and that before he came, the Bible promises that Jesus would send his spirit to turn the hearts of fathers, to shift men's hearts, so that the cycles of generational sin and bitterness and and brokenness would be broken, and that there would be healing and restoration in families. We live in a culture which is a feminized man. It's eroded the image of God in men. And for the most part, a generation of men have risen up that don't know what it is to be a godly man, to be a champion. And I want to just share with you just a few thoughts out of these verses here, which uh, represents from a biblical perspective what a godly man, a valiant man might look like. And, uh, and, and so Paul is writing in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13 and 14, and, and these are simple commands. Watch. Stand fast in the faith. Be brave or courageous. Be strong. Let all that you do be done with love. Or in other words, summing it all up, he's saying, man up. Man up. And I want to just pick just those simple things there. You know, when the Bible, when, when we use the word valiant man, the word comes out of a word meaning to have value 
or to be strong or to show strength and courage in the face of adversity. Many times in the Bible, God speaks to men and he commands them to be courageous. Joshua 1.9, God speaks to Joshua and he says, Joshua, be strong and be courageous. It's not a feeling you have, it's a way you run your life. To show strength in the face of adversity, to show courage in the face of fear. And he said, don't be afraid nor dismayed. In other words, don't be overwhelmed by the pressures, the conflicts, the challenges, the stresses that you experience in life, because he said, I am with you. So for a person to be a valiant man, a godly, valiant man, what makes them that is the presence of God with them. And knowing that and realizing that in a daily basis, God is with you. God is with you. If you live a life of compromise, you won't be aware God is with you. You have to make some strong decisions. So let me just highlight then these simple qualities that seem to stand out to me as I was reading this verse. Number one, watch. And that refers to spiritual sensitivity. You want to be a champion and a godly man, you need to be develop sensitivity to what's happening around you. The word watch means don't fall asleep and let things come on you without you seeing it and noticing it. Don't just slumber and let things go by and be slack in your life, but rather be watchful what's happening around you. Be watchful for the dangers present in your own life, temptations, source of temptation, temptations financially, temptations sexually. He's saying be on watch over your own life. Be on watch not only against temptation, but for opportunities, because God will bring opportunities to you, opportunities to influence the lives of others, opportunities to influence your children, opportunities to build a strong marriage. Look for opportunities. Be on the watch for opportunities. Be on the watch for temptations. Be on the watch for risks. In other words, it's saying to men, don't just drift through life, but develop spiritual sensitivity. And spiritual sensitivity is developed through relationship with God, through prayer. Jesus said, watch and pray. So he connected being alert with having a life of prayer. So men who will pray develop sensitivity to the promptings of the Holy Spirit and the warnings of the Holy Spirit. It's amazing how many times and how easily God can show you things that are happening, things that are happening in your family, point out things that are going on in your life, point out pressures that are coming. We need to be sensitive to what's around us and not dulled and withdrawn from it. The second thing he tells them there to do is very much, he says, stand fast in faith. So the second quality, apart from sensitivity, is faith. Faith is a deep trust in God and his word, that God is reliable, that you can trust him. One of the core of temptation is we believe a lie that God can't be trusted. We believe that some other way is a better way than God's way. And I've been around long enough to watch people, and I've done it myself, taken a way which I thought was a better way, but it never turned out to be a better way. I have learned over many years God's way is the best way. And so faith is faith in God. It's faith in his reliability, that whatever you face in life, God is there with you to help you if you will reach out and draw from him. So be steadfast in faith. Stay aligned with God when you're in the midst of difficulties. I've walked through a number of situations, and in every time you go through challenges, 
you have an opportunity to choose whether you'll believe God or believe your feelings and circumstances. And I have found that if I will wait on the Lord and get a promise from God and then believe that God will come through for me, I have found he has never failed. Not once has he ever failed. He didn't do it like I thought he would. He didn't do it when I thought he would, but he never failed me. And it's, uh, for me, I can tell you, having walked with the Lord for nearly 40 years, it's a great thing to be able to testify that God is faithful. You can trust him. The third thing that uh, it tells us here, it says, be brave, be brave or courageous. Uh, Hold your ground, in other words. That word literally means act like a man, man up. (laughs) It's quite, it tells us man up. And so courage or, or bravery doesn't mean you don't feel afraid. It's got nothing to do with feeling fear at all. In fact, for many men, the biggest struggle that we have in our life is the fear of failure fear of being rejected. And men don't talk about it. They tend not to talk about their fears. In a male's world, there's a tendency to try and have a lot of bravado and try to look better and sound better than you really are. But I know that men struggle with fear. I have struggled with fear. And that fear of failure, the fear of being rejected, uh, the uncertainties that life brings, the many challenges and not knowing quite what to do, it can grip your heart with fear. But you don't need to yield to fear. God spoke to Joshua. He said, don't let fear rule your life. Don't be overwhelmed by what you see, but rather be strong and be courageous for I'm with you. And so one of the keys to overcoming uh, fear and becoming courageous is that we build a relationship with God where we're confident he's there. And in spite of what we fear, we step out anyway. I've had some days where I've had absolute dread over some of the issues I've had to face I felt sick in my stomach, and I've got up and prayed and walked and talked with God until my fear subsided, and I saw that God was with me. Fear can weaken the heart of any person. It can be fear in the area of finances, financial disaster looming, relationship disaster looming, but you can choose not to give way to fear. When you give way to fear, you become angry. When you give way to that, you become intimidated, and you draw back. And God doesn't want us to do that. The, 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 the next one, it tells us, be strong. Be strong. Well, that word means literally to be empowered. What makes you powerful is when you choose to be responsible. What makes you weak is when you blame others. We live in a culture that blames people. Everyone wants to blame someone. Even it started off with Adam when God said, did you eat the fruit of the tree? He blamed Eve. And he blamed God. And that got him into deep trouble. So if you're going to be strong and powerful in your life, it comes with taking on responsibility. You are responsible for your feelings. You're responsible for your physical health. You're responsible for your life. You're responsible for your choices. Stop blaming other people and own responsibility. And you'll find that when you choose to be responsible, you now have choices and become powerful. And so he tells us to be strong. Ephesians 6.10, be strong in the Lord and the power that he gives to us. So there's a strength and a courage and a sensitivity and a confidence comes as you build a deep relationship with God day by day. And no man is going to escape any of these challenges. These come to all of us. I've sat and talked with men in the church over years 
and I have found the problems that men face are all the same. And it doesn't matter how long we've walked with God or how great we may seem to be, underneath there are these things nibbling and gnawing away every day. And you have to make a decision whether you'll be a valiant man today. The last one, and I've added this in because I think it's an important part of being a valiant man. He says, let all that you do be done with love. And part of being a valiant man is to overcome the tendency to be selfish. To do things with love or loving kindness, you have to overcome the tendency to be selfish. What's in this for me? And it's all about me. And it takes courage. It takes manliness to overcome being selfish and to give yourself for your marriage, for your family, to give yourself to serve God and be available to advance his kingdom. Interesting, in Proverbs 19 and verse 22, it says, the thing that makes a man incredibly desirable is this. Isn't this amazing that Proverbs tells us? It is loving kindness. Now, that's not the picture that, that the world presents to us of what would make a man an attractive man or incredibly desirable. But the Bible's perspective is that when a man demonstrates kindness to the people around him, that man is extremely desirable. There is something about the quality of kindness that makes a man very, very attractive. It's not being weak, it's showing loving kindness. And it's coupled with all of these other characteristics as well. So you notice that the person that Jesus, uh, what Jesus demonstrated himself, he, he revealed what God is like. And you'll notice all of these qualities showed up in Jesus' life. You notice if you follow Jesus' life, number one, he was incredibly spiritually sensitive to what was happening around him, to any demonic activity, to people's needs. Secondly, he was steadfast in a confidence in his Father and in the Word of God. He walked by faith. Thirdly, he was courageous. When people reject him, he held his ground. When people criticized him, he didn't argue or fight back. He was courageous in the face of difficulty. We find him showing incredible strength. When people rejected him and walked away from him, he remained resolute. When people tried to talk him out of his purpose to come and die on the cross, he remained fixed on what he would do. That takes incredible strength. And yet, in the midst of it all, everywhere where he operated with people, he showed a kindness. God is kind. People think God's harsh and judgmental, but God is kind. And I believe to be a valiant man, you need to be a kind man. Kindness is a quality of God. It's courageous to be kind. The world teaches that men should be angry, violent, strong, dominating, overcome. But God says kindness. He said you can have all sorts of things, but if you don't have love, it's really very, very empty. And so I want to challenge you today about these simple qualities here. Watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong, and let all that you do be done in love. And I want to ask you this question. Are there any one of those qualities that God is speaking to you today, you need to develop this in your life? It's not by trying hard to be a better person. It's actually by recognizing that in a relationship with God, I can draw these things from him. And he will show up in my life like this. Why don't we just close our eyes right now? I want to give an opportunity, an invitation. There may be someone here 
and you're not yet a Christian, you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, you're living a life without God. It's quite frightening in many ways. It's definitely very lonely, and it's very, very uncertain. And in the midst of that, God is reaching out to you today, and he extends an invitation to you to form relationship with him. It takes a valiant man to humble himself and say, I have a need for God. Some people look on religion as a crutch, and yet they lean on all kinds of things in their life to prop them up. Religion's not a crutch. Actually, it requires humility to acknowledge your need and then courage to live a committed life to God. And God provides that for you. Jesus said, to everyone who received him, he gave power to become a child of God. I want to extend an invitation if there's any person here today who wishes to become a Christian. You're right at that point of making a decision to become a Christian. To become a Christian is to make a decision to trust Jesus Christ with your life. Trust him to break the power of sin and give you a new start. And it's to put your life in his hands and begin to walk with him. A Christian really is a person who is following Jesus Christ. He's not just someone who goes to church, someone who says they're Christian. It's a person who's made a decision to let Christ be the center of their life and to walk with him. I wonder today if you are ready to make that decision. What's holding you back? Why not make this decision today? Jesus said to everyone who received him, he gave power to become a child of God, those who believed in him. I'd like you to do this one simple thing. I'd like you just to raise your hand. If you're ready to receive Jesus today, ready to give your life to him, just raise your hand and let me see. Is there anyone here ready to become a Christian, to give your life to Jesus? Just put your hand up so I can see. It's an important decision to make. Do not live your life independent of God. Do not live your life without God, but to make room in your heart and life for him. Is there anyone here today ready to make that decision? Just raise your hand right now. Maybe some others here today, and as I was speaking, you realized, now that's a quality I need to grow and develop and cultivate in my life. I want to be a valiant man. I want to be a valiant person. Is it spiritual sensitivity? Is it the area of holding on to God's promises and word and, and, and holding faith that he is with you? Is it the area of being courageous? Is it the area of developing strength to stand in the midst of difficulties? Or is it the area of developing kindness? What area did God speak to you today? God spoke to you in some area that that's what you need to develop in your life. Why don't you just raise your hand and say, I feel God talking to me today. God bless, God bless, God bless, God bless, God bless. Father, I just pray for your presence and power to unpack the life of every person here. Father, I thank you for every father here, every grandfather here. Father, we pray strength and life to them. Father, we pray that you would fill them with your presence and power, that every man here would represent you well, that, Lord, from our midst there would come great fathers, great men, great men and fathers. Father, I pray for every man here for your strength and grace to flow into their life. Lord, may they honor you with their life and be a blessing to their marriage and their children. And Lord, we give you all the honor. And everyone said, Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a clap, shall we? Why don't we stand? We're going to sing that song. This is amazing grace, goodness of God. And don't forget to stay on afterwards. Have morning tea with us. 
connect with someone and get to know someone. If you're new to the church, you want to get to know a bit more, come into the guest corner over in the back there on the left of the church. Have a fantastic Father's Day, everyone. Come on, we're ready. Cheyenne.